We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Welcome to the Rotowire DFS podcast. I'm your host, Josh Hayes, joined as always on Thursdays by Benny Ricciardi as we spotlight the running back and wide receiver positions for week six NFL action. You can always find Benny on Twitter at BennyR11 and over at Rotocurve, Rotowire, or as a featured writer on the DraftKings playbook. And you can also follow me on Twitter at Josh Hayes FS and find me hosting the Daily Slant DFS show along with writing over at ProFootballFocus.com. I want to remind you that the Rotowire DFS podcast is now available on iTunes and Stitcher. So if you get a chance to rate and review us, please go ahead and do so. And don't forget to share and subscribe. Benny, what's going on, my man? Not too much. Just uh, sweating some of these PGA lineups and uh, trying to figure out what combinations I want to use for my Thursday lock FanDuel games. Yeah, that's um, something that I've had some more success than I ever deserved in in terms of DFS for this year in, in PGA. So it's always an exciting sweat, but like um, either, you know, PGA is one of those things is like you're in or you're out after Friday. You need your guys to make the cut. And if you don't make mm-hmm. the cut, then you're on the sidelines. But if you do make the cut, then it's, then it's pretty exciting. So 
Yeah, um, it's kind of it's kind of like a survivor. If you can make it, if you can make it through with all your guys on, uh, you know, on, on to Saturday, then you know Saturday and Sunday you got like a two day sweat to worry about because you know you're going to be passing a lot of those people who had one or two guys that you know didn't make the cut. So yeah. it's always fun. Absolutely. So um, what's also fun is nailing down some of these running back options that are a little bit off the radar. So pluck some hand, um, some some sort of handcrafted, cheapy picks that we can sort of nail down for you guys and get you into your week seven lineups for DFS. So let's go ahead and just kick it off right at the top of the running back position. Let's hear your elite plays for cash games and uh, GPPs here for this week. All right. Well, if you're talking running back this week, and I think you're going to agree with everything I'm about to say here, because I think every other person who looks at DFS and everybody making lineups tonight is going to agree too. The two guys who we got to talk about first are going to be Todd Gurley and Devonta Freeman. So I'm going to take Gurley for now. He's favored by five and at home. Faces Cleveland's defense, who I know they're your boys, but second second most fantasy points allowed this year to running backs. And it's not like Gurley's a scrub. In the two games since he's taken over, 305 yards rushing. Um, averaging over 25 touches a game. Has five 20-plus yard runs already. And this was the eye-popping stat for me yesterday. is He is averaging 5.7 yards a carry right now, which is just absolutely insane in the NFL. So at his price of 5000 on DraftKings, I think he's almost a must-play in cash games. And over on FanDuel at, what is he, like 72, I think, or something like that, he just fits so nicely and allows you to make a really nice roster. It's so tough not to use him over there as well. So I think Gurley might be my number one running back on the board this week. Um, I know you're a big fan of Freeman too as well, right? Yes, I'm from a fan of both. Uh, those guys are, are to me, considered chalk as, as far as I'm concerned for weeks. Oh, seven. yes, definitely. So um, th- that top two on the board, I have no problem with that. Now, there's some other interesting guys that are a little bit more expensive that are sort of in that range, according to uh, Rotowire's projections and um, you know, people that we need to sort of consider. So um, are you where are you at with Le'Veon Bell and Adrian Peterson here and to maybe to a lesser extent Aaron Foster for week seven? Um, Bell, I am a little bit less high on than I think a lot of other people are. I think that Kansas City is a team you beat through the air, so I do expect, even if it is Landry Jones, who we talked about the other day, um, I do expect to see Pittsburgh go to the air a, a lot in this game. I think Bell will still get his. It was a little concerning to me, though, that he didn't have any catches last game. Um, one of the reasons why I usually like him over a guy like Peterson is because he does get you those catches, especially on the PPR site. You know, It's a big part of the uh, overall score that he winds up getting for you. I do like Adrian Peterson this week, and I think he's going to be a good tournament play because a lot of people got burned by him last week. And the fact that they got burned by him last week, you know, is probably going to steer people clear of him. I would expect to see his ownership pretty low um, in tonight's game. I agree with you. I think that it's just so easy to put Freeman and Gurley in there, and the prices aren't all that crazy. And I think you're going to see a ton of people doing it. So for cash games, I agree. I'm going to just lock those guys up. But for a tournament, I definitely think there is some merit in going off to a guy like Peterson, who I have slightly ahead of Bell this week, which is why I use him. Uh, Foster, you know, again, I mean, he's okay. I I don't love the fact that, you know, there's a, a couple other mouths to feed there in Houston. Um, I think he can have a decent game, but I think I'd rather have Adrian Peterson in this one just because I think Peterson's going to see more carries. So I think he probably has the best chance to uh, 
you know, really have upside, especially on FanDuel to get like multiple touchdowns. All right, yeah, just and just so um, to reference the actual projections here for Week Seven for RotoWire, Le'Veon Bell um, against Kansas City has the top projection on the board for uh, twenty point five uh, fantasy points uh, on, I believe, on FanDuel, if I'm correct here, and. Uh, Gurley two, Devontae Freeman three, Foster four, and then Adrian Peterson's actually six. Now my next question to you is, where does uh, Chris Ivory, who's been running quite hot here uh, through the first six weeks of the season, fit in your DFS lineups for this uh, this weekend? I actually, and you know I'm a Jets fan, but I will have absolutely no part of Ivory this weekend. And part of it has to do with the fact that New England puts points up on the board and kind of forces teams into one-dimensional passing teams in order to keep up with them. And I know the Jets have a really good defense, but, you know, New England's offense is pretty dynamic, so I don't expect the Jets to completely shut them down. I don't expect New England to score 40 points either, but I do think the Jets are going to be trailing in this game. And usually when the Jets are trailing, you see Ivory come out. He's not really the passing down back. Um, Interesting note, though, Bilal Powell didn't practice and may not play this weekend. But even if that's the case, I think you're going to see – Zach Stacy be that guy instead of, uh, you know, Chris Ivory. So this doesn't set up for me to be a game where Ivory gets 25 to 30 carries like he has in a couple other recent games. So I'm not looking for a huge game out of him. I think he can, you know, get you maybe 60, 70 total yards. Um, and that's about it. I, I am not looking to use him in any of my rosters. Yeah. You know what? I think that the, he's like, he has a pretty safe floor overall. And if you take a look at the actual, um, you know, uh, defensive run grade on uh, the New England Patriots, it's actually in the bottom six for the season. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it matters so much because, like you said, uh, it's a little bit deceiving. Nobody really cares if they if teams are able to run for five yards to carry when they're losing by 21 in the yep. se- in the second half. So you, you, you have to sort of do, do what you're talking about here, Benny, and sort of predict game flow. You figure that, you know, New England is the, I think, the biggest favorite on the board overall. And uh, um, I think there's a strong chance that yeah that he gets taken out of out, out of his uh, normal uh, you know throwbed 25 touch role in, in that offense. It, it sh- could it be a close game? Could they continue to, to feed Ivory? Sure, they, they probably it, it can and they should. But like I said, I feel a lot more comfortable with some of the other top options uh, on the board, especially when you have uh, Chris Ivory is uh, at his price sort of steadily climbing here um, mm-hmm. with the level of production that he has. He's still pretty affordable overall. And uh, but I just don't feel uh, completely confident about uh, his chance to be like a twenty something you know uh, point fantasy back here in week seven. I believe it's on the road too. If I'm if I am correct. Yeah, they're at, yeah they're at five. I mean that's my thing. It's not that you know like I said I'm a Jet fan. I love the guy. He's been playing great for us this year. But I just don't think this is the game that sets up for him. So I'd rather get guys who I think are in much better spots. Yeah. Some of them who even have better prices than he does. Right. And, you know, if you take a look at the, the pricing, he's up to 5,100 on DraftKings, which is still pretty affordable overall. But he, uh, oh, sorry, 5,800 this year, but he was 5,100, uh, last weekend, which, which, mm-hmm. you know, you felt a lot better about. So when you get into that range there and some of these guys that we're talking about, like the Todd Gurley's for 5K and I, I think, uh, you know, LaShawn McCoy at 5,500 is also interesting, uh, at Jacksonville. And, it, and one thing that you need to do, by the way, in the, in the, uh, Buffalo Jacksonville game is throughout the home road splits because they're both on the road uh, in in London this week, and you also have to f- factor in if we ever mention any Buffalo Bills or Jacksonville Jaguars that you have to play the early early slate 
um, on Sunday morning in order to get you or have a Thursday game for, uh, you know, lineup locked up uh, for tonight in order to get these guys into your lineups. Be- um, I believe they're excluded from the standard Millie Maker lineups uh, across the board this week because yep. of the uh, London matchup. So Yep, and actually a quick note for you guys. It actually makes them very sneaky plays in your Thursday night games because mm-hmm. people usually go heavy on the Thursday game Forget about that Saturday game a little bit, and then or that Sunday morning game, and look at the you know one o'clock slates if they're playing the Millie Maker or something. Mm-hmm. So you do tend to get these guys really, really low on that play in that Europe game. Yeah, so I'm going to be um, right in that same situation there too. Lock up some lineups there on Thursday with uh, a few shares of of the because I actually think you know uh, Sean McCoy is value. I actually think that Blake Bortles and and Allen Robinson, you can make a case for as a as a nice GPP snack. So something to keep in mind yeah. too, if you're and Charles Charles Clay too. Oh Don't yeah, get Clay with no Watkins. Yeah, his mama calm Clay. I'm a calm Clay. So <laughs> yeah, I love Charles Clay. I own him in season long, and and I, I think he's a top five tight end option this week as well. All right, um, we're out of tier one, and let's go ahead and dive into tier two in the running back series. Of the we're sort of in that value play section, visiting Value Town here, Benny. What do you got for me um, in this spot for running backs? I actually have two guys I like. Uh, the first one I'm going to talk about is Lamar Miller. His price is still really, really cheap. He's 4600 on DraftKings. I think he's down in the 6000 like 63 or 64 range over on FanDuel too. Um, so that's really cheap for a guy who's a starter. He's favored at home uh, by four points, so we like that when he's favored and he's at home. Those are usually good situations for a uh, starting running back. Houston's allowed the seventh most points to fantasy running backs, so his matchup's pretty good. And he finally saw 20 cut, 20 touches last game, which is something that everybody always hated about the old regime, is that he would get maybe 15 touches no matter how well he was doing. It, that would be it. So he never really had a ceiling. Last week, they let him have 20. He ran for over 100 yards, picked up a touchdown. You know, he does catch a couple passes when he comes out of the out of the backfield. So, you know, on a PPR site like DraftKings, especially where he's only 4,600, you know, you're going to get two or three extra points added to that as well. And if he sees 15 to 20 touches again this game, like he did last game, I think he could put up another 20 fantasy points, and that's going to be very valuable from a guy who's that cheap. Yeah, so the, the way that I look at this here is um, I'm going to have to just support Lamar Miller going forward because I think we like what Dan Campbell's doing with the offense. And Plus, he made me look good in my Pro Football Focus Pond article last week, <laughs> so I owe him. <laughs> and um, the price correction isn't too steep, too. I think we went from, what, from 5K to 5,500? Uh, or um, actually... Am I reading this wrong? Okay, four. No, he's forty. Yeah, he went from forty-three to forty-six on DraftKings. That's it. Yeah, so that's super affordable, and that's still value town for for mm-hmm. me. So I think that um, I might actually just have to go back to the well uh, with Lamar Miller and Houston uh, this week. That's not enough of a price correction for me to. No, and and you could fit some really nice rosters filled with some of the studs that you want if you go him and Gurley at your running backs and uh, on well on both sites really, but. Especially on DraftKings. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm with you. I think it makes a ton of sense. And um, Lamar Miller is going to be a like over 50% ex- exposure for me for sure going into uh, week seven. All right. Uh, any other value plays that you like here this week? Uh, another guy, <clears throat> another guy who I've been kicking around a little bit is uh, Latavius Murray. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a high total game that they got there for Oakland. Um, the Rams have actually allowed the second most points to fantasy running backs this year. And he, he's a guy who I like a lot, especially in cash games, because he's game script proof. If 
they're winning, he's the guy who's running the ball. If it's a close game, he's the guy who's running on first and second. If they're losing, he's also the third down guy who goes out and catches some passes. So you see him some games, he'll have like six or seven catches. Other games, he'll have 20 to 25 carries. And, you know, it basically doesn't matter. Whatever the game flow is, he's going to be involved in the offense. So you like that in your cash games. The price is a little bit high. I don't like having to pay up 61 for him on uh, DraftKings. I did like his price a little bit better over on FanDuel. Um, but again, it's a guy who's seeing 20 touches a game. He's, you know, healthy now coming off the bye week for them. And he has a pretty decent matchup here on the ground. So I think he could be somebody to look at. All right, I'm with you there. I think I can support that play overall. Um, I'm taking a look at some other guys here. I think once we've gotten to this point where we get to that Lamar Miller range and some of the guys you mentioned here, now outside of this, we're sort of taking a look at timeshares and just some some home run plays. Is there anybody else like um, in the just going deep section here that you can make a case for? I have some guys that are like under consideration for me, like Antonio Andrews, maybe some Theo mm-hmm. Riddick, um, uh, and uh, and Christine Michael fits that bill. For, uh, That's actually that was the guy who I was going to say. If yeah. you want to take a chance, you know, basically, I I don't know, and I want to get your opinion on this. I mean, I think that they're going to start working him in there. Mm-hmm. You know, he's fifty six hundred over on. Fandle. Um, I'm not sure what his price is on DraftKings. I gotta imagine he's down like the 4,000 or less range, right? Uh, let me see here. I just had it pulled up. Christine Michael. Either, either way, I mean, the thing about it is, I still think they're gonna give some carries to a guy like Randall. Like, I don't think that Christian Michael's gonna come in and get 25 carries and be like the workhorse back, you know, right away here. So, I still can't see him getting more than maybe 15 touches, which is kinda what has me holding up on him. And you still don't know how things are going to play out. Like, is he going to be a third down back? Is he going to be the first and second down guy? Is he going to get goal line work? You know, a lot of those things are stuff that I look for when I'm trying to figure out what guy I want to put in there. Um, you know, I hear a lot of people mentioning his name. I do think he's going to get more volume. But do you think he's going to get, like, you know, be put in as like a RB1? Or do you think he's just going to be you know, kind of like a timeshare where they're splitting them. I mean, how do you think that's going to play out? Well, I think he's RB1, and I think 15 touches is, like, about the right number. Uh, but if you take a look at, like, um, like the, just how ineffective Joseph Randall and DeMarco Murray has been, I think, and the fact that they're rolling Matt Castle into the lineup, I think they have to lean heavy run game. So I, if I, if you had to ask me, I probably would take the over on 15. I would feel okay taking that, but I don't know how much more, okay. more than that. I don't know... I still think they're probably going to have to work Darren McFadden as the passing down role so he doesn't have that piece of the upside. But mm-hmm. And just for reference, too, he's actually 5,600 on FanDuel, so it's a, a lot, just much less attractive there. But at minimum salary on DraftKings, I think you need to own him somewhere. Oh, uh, at 3,000 yeah. on DraftKings? Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely... I definitely could see taking some flyers on him in tournaments at 3000 on draft. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to have a couple just, you know, throw them into the flex spot. Uh, I'll have my, my, my stock arm, my, my Lamar Millers and my Todd Gurley's in there and with, mixed in with some Devontae Freeman and, uh, some AP. Uh, and I think actually I'm going to try, I'm going to get a few shares of LaShawn McCoy in the mix against Jacksonville too, because it's, looks like Tyra Taylor is going to get ruled out. And so you, you only want so much exposure to the, uh, 
uh, EJ Manuel experience if you're Rex Ryan. So yeah. um, I, I feel like he could actually he seemed to hold up pretty well with the with a pretty good workload, 17 rushes and four targets in the passing game for 17 points, and that's that's good with a with a fair amount of upside against Jacksonville there too. So I'll have those guys in in the mix for me, and then I'll sprinkle in some Christine Michael at the flex spot and try to upgrade at wide receiver and tight end. So. That is going to be my plan for the week. All right, we have sufficiently covered the top and running back options along with some cheap and some home run plays for you. Before we move on to wide receiver, I want to let you know that if you're staring at your weekly fantasy opponent and thinking to yourself, I would love to challenge just one of his players, but not his whole team, but your whole uh, fantasy sports service will not allow you to. Now you can with the all-new No Halftime app. The no Halftime app allows you to create individual challenges using players or teams. For example, you can pit ODB versus Megatron, LeBron versus Mello, Trout versus A-Rod, or Gurley versus Christy Michael. Uh, creating a challenge takes seconds and accepting challenges are even easier. No halftime challenges can be private or public and are created for NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, college football, college basketball, and other sports. So join today and get started. Real money and fantasy supremacy awaits you. Visit the No Halftime app for more information and download the No Halftime app for your iPhone and Android device. You can receive a bonus by entering the promo code ROTOWIRE at sign up. No halftime where the fantasy sports season never takes a break. All right, we're back from our break, Benny, and it's now time to talk about the wide receiver position. So go ahead and bring it to me. Let's hear some elite plays. All right, I mean, any wide receiver discussion lately has to start with DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. Um, 8,600 on DraftKings this week. I think he's about the same on Fandle, if I'm not mistaken. This is a guy that's seen double-digit targets in every game so far this year. It's averaging almost 15 targets per game so far. Um, coming up with nine catches, 120 yards. He's got five touchdowns in six games, getting red zone looks every single game. And in this game, they're an underdog. And it's a game with two teams that are top six in the league for pace. So I'm actually expecting it to be a little bit higher scoring than Vegas does. And also with Cecil Shorts very likely out, it's going to be all the targets again for Hopkins. So I think that he's definitely the top of the list for me. Um, cash game, tournament, basically going to be rolling with him everywhere. All right, I'm with you there overall. I don't think you can fade him personally in cash games. If you want to go away from him in GPPs too, fine. Because I, I think we're, I think we're talking about something, some guy that's going to be, I don't know, twenty, twenty-five plus percent owned, just because. I, I actually think higher. Yeah, it could be thirty plus. I wanted to. I, th- I think so. I don't want to go crazy with it, but if you want to know the exact number, we'll give it to you on tomorrow's show when we talk about Friday practice reports and ownership percentages on this very show, the Roto Wire Fifth Podcast. So, shameless plug for us for tomorrow. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, but DeAndre Hopkins ninety two hundred on uh, Fanduel. So you like as far as you know price comparisons, he is the top priced option. Uh, you know, hands down on DraftKings and Fanduel. So you're paying up and you're going to pay a pretty penny. But him and Brian Hoyer have been in just lockstep together. So uh, I'm going to have my shares for sure of of DeAndre Hopkins. He's going to be in the lineup for me. I'm, I don't want to have um, a, like a ton of ownership anywhere because if he crashes and burns, which he hasn't at all at the season, so that's probably unlikely. Or he just doesn't do enough in his matchup. Like you get like. 17 points out of him or something like that it's going to be very tough for you to take down your gpps so i think i'm going to be sitting somewhere around like 20 25 exposure for hopkins what about you um i mean it's basically going to depend on what i see on the i i mean i'll tell you right now i have him as a wide receiver in my thursday um cash games already and it's really going to depend i don't usually play a lot of thursday tournaments so 
I, I probably still have him in cash a lot on the weekend, but my tournament exposure is really going to depend on his ownership. If he's 20% like you like you were originally saying, I think I'm going to have a lot of him because I like him more than that. If he's 30 35% like I think he might be, um, then you're going to have to look for some changes. So guys like Odell Beckham maybe, um, guys like, let's see, uh, you know, Beckham is probably the guy that I like the most up on the, on the top end over there. Do you have anybody else, like the high, high price guys that you would like? Uh, you know what? I think I, I want to say Julio this week because it's Tennessee and I think this is, is finally primed for a bounce back situation here. And it's not like he's been terrible, you know, six for 93 last week, 15.3 points on, on DraftKings. So I think people have sort of just cooled enough on him after, you know, the three monster weeks and three, you know, so, so weeks that it's time for me to buy in. You're not getting too much of a discount. It's still 9,100 on DraftKings. So, but I still consider him elite if, uh, Ben Roethlisberger plays, and then Antonio Brown is going to be like just mm. chalk for me uh, yeah. at, at seventy nine hundred on on DraftKings. So that's uh, going to be a plus matchup. Um, and then it sort of depends on how you feel about the New England corners and uh, Brandon Marshall, who's just been a straight dominator all across the board. Uh, New England has has a good solid defense overall, but he's still pretty affordable at seventy eight hundred uh, on DraftKings, and he's been a guy who's uh, just like the nine targets that he had was the lowest that he had since week one against Cleveland. And he still went for seven for one eleven and, and a score. So mm-hmm. he's almost essentially been matchup proof. Miami's supposed to have top corners with Brent Grimes. And um, who, who am I thinking about? Is it Sean Smith? Who's on the other side? I forget who it is, but um, Philadelphia spent all that money on, on uh, Byron Maxwell. And, you know, yeah, that turned that out to be, yeah. So, and then, you know, Cleveland obviously was supposed to be a top five secondary with, with, uh, Joe Hayden and Tremont Williams, and he has scored no less than 18 fantasy points, uh, according to DraftKings in each and every week. So, uh, yeah, Brandon Marshall t- to me, I think is a safe floor guy. And you know, they're going to have to throw a bunch too. So even if he, yeah. uh, you know, doesn't look particularly good in, in the first half, I think he's going to get force fed a good number of targets. So, um. Now, are you concerned at all? Like my biggest fear with Brandon Marshall is, you know, we we know that Belichick. The one thing he likes to do is try to take away your favorite toy, mm-hmm. and I think that if you look at the at the Jets this season, I think that the toy he's going to try to take away is going to be Brandon Marshall. Yeah. Um. You know, which is why I'm actually a fan of I'm a pretty big fan of Eric Decker, who I mean, obviously we can get to when we get down to some of the cheaper options here. Um. But you know, I'm actually a little bit more on Decker than I am on Marshall. I do like Larry Fitzgerald at that same basic price group, though. I think Fitzgerald against Baltimore. Uh, you know, how bad Baltimore's been and how many points they've been giving up to wide receivers is uh, definitely somebody that I would look at down there. Yeah, um, I, I'm in there with you. I like Decker. And whenever you've seen that Brandon Marshall has an elite uh, play uh, matchup, and Malcolm Butler looks like he's projected to be on Brandon Marshall too, who's got one, a pretty strong cornerback uh, defensive grade overall. So it should be a, f- a fairly tough matchup. Having said that, that gives me actual hope about Brandon Marshall this week because if you look at how uh, Malcolm Butler has graded out, on PFF, uh, that means that they might not have to roll as much coverage to him. They, they may feel co- um, a little bit more confident in single coverage and try to bring more pressure on, on my, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. So we'll see how that plays out. I don't want a ton of exposure to Brandon Marshall, but I want some because I think of you know, the, the way that this game is going to have to flow. There's you know Fitzpatrick is going to have to air it out 50 plus times yeah. just just to um, keep up with the the amount of scoring. For the I think it's going to be no mercy time like it always is against the Jets. 
and, and with with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. So, um, but having said that, yeah. too, if you take a look at uh, the price for Decker, it's affordable for sure. Yeah, uh, Decker fifty three hundred opposed to what? What are you paying seventy seven uh, for for Brandon Marshall? Seventy eight hundred for for Marshall. So definitely mm. a good pivot play. I'll, I'm with you. And since we're in that neighborhood now, we might as well just dive into the secondary options at wide receiver. Who uh, are you going to be targeting aside from Decker, Decker that are in that more affordable range? Yeah, there's actually a lot of guys in this range to um you know to consider. I'm a big fan of Dante Moncrief this week. Uh, he's favored in one of the highest total games of the week. Saints allow the third most points to fantasy quarterbacks, so I do expect luck to be tossing it around. And the thing I like about Moncrief is he runs the entire route tree for Indianapolis. He can go to short stuff, the third down stuff. You know, T.Y. Hilton, who many people consider their wide receiver one, is basically a guy who is more of a speed receiver who stretches the field for them. Uh, Moncrief's the guy that's, you know, probably going to be getting a lot more of the targets in uh, third down situations, you know, when they need to pick up a couple yards or, you know, just to get something going to get out of, uh, you know, second and 14 or something like that. He has at least six catches in four of the six games. And most of those games have been, three of those games have been the ones where he's had Andrew Luck as his quarterback. Uh, him and Luck look to have something pretty good. I like Moncrief's price. I think he's 5200 on DraftKings. Um, I forget where he is. I want to say right around that like $6,000 range on FanDuel right there. And I actually like a lot of the receivers in this game. I also like uh, Brandon Cooks, who's a little bit cheap, around that same range today. I also like uh, Willie Sneed, who's also in that same range. I like T.Y. Hilton, who's a little bit more expensive in this range. This should be a shootout. We should see a lot of passing yards in this game. Uh, two defenses that can give it up a little bit. So I think you can basically look at all the receivers on the Colts and Saints and pick out which ones are your favorite for this game this week. Okay, that makes some sense for me. I can get behind that overall. Uh, the the way that I'm looking at this here is you have so many options at the wide receiver position. I think that you need to sort of um, decide which ones that you're going to mix and match and 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 take your share of targets. I'm in there with with Hilton and Moncrief, so I'm going to mix and match some of those options too. And, you know, uh, I, when, when in doubt, I always just like to sort of take a look at uh, the rotowire projections and sort of match them up with uh, the top quarterback wide receiver matchups and some defensive grades uh, that we have available. And so I'm just going to sort of try to mix and match here. Taking a look at pass coverage, Jacksonville Jaguars dead last in the league at 22.9. So uh, if you take a look at um, the the passing situation, I'm not going to be the, that encouraged by – um, you know, Robert Woods, I think Sammy Watkins is injured, but you know what I will do is I will be interested in, like we said, LaShawn McCoy and Charles Clay. So San Francisco 49ers, second worst pass grade overall. So that's going to make, um, Doug Baldwin interesting for me. Uh, I know that we're not talking tight ends, but Jimmy Graham has to be in the mix since you saw that they sort of got into a, a nice little flow during that game last week. And then, um, if you want to go for straight home run play overall, I know we're not to that point just yet, but Tyler Lockett, um, against uh, that defense there, that's you know has graded out that far. You can take a take a shot, and I think Lockett is super cheap. I keep waiting for Lockett to do what John Brown that we've waiting John Brown to do is just sort of hit a home run and you know blow up for you know four catches for 120 yards and a score or two. You know, and you and right now his price has been staying pretty flat here at 3200 on DraftKings. So it's a super home run play, and it's cheap. And, you know, if you take a look at the defensive grade, the, the price is uh, absolutely right. And then we take a look at the Pittsburgh Steelers here. Um, they come in third worst 
uh, overall. The Steelers, uh, uh, is it Kansas City this week? I believe. Mm-hmm. So this is, mm-hmm. you know what, this, here's, there's, a, there's a nice, um, situation that you have here. I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm, a, I'm in this group too, but right now everybody is pissed off and hating Jeremy Macklin. Okay, uh, because they sort of they saw what he did here in the preseason. He goes four targets for three for 48 last week. And people thought it might have been a good spot because he had double digit targets in three straight games, 11, 13, 12, you know, and he had just monster performances, 141 in a score against Green Bay, 148 yards and then eight for 85, which is serviceable, you know, 16 and a half points for uh, on DraftKings for, for 6K. You could definitely buy into that. And though you take a look at the price too, it really hasn't moved. It's, it's basically flat. You get a hundred dollar discount from last week to 6400. Um, and he, but he's in those, we've talked about this before, Denny, uh, I'm sorry, Benny, the, those, these middle price guys that you're not getting a super discount on, but they're also not the most expensive and they are coming off a bad week. So they're a lot less attractive. So I think you're going to find Macklin like under 8% owned, under 5% owned when we look at this tomorrow. And he's got a supreme matchup, uh, this week. So. What about you? Can you stomach some uh, Alex Smith, Jeremy Macklin next on uh, the Sunday? Well, I got it. I mean, I have to see first. I think Macklin is actually in the concussion protocol right now. Okay. Um, so I got to make sure that he's in before I would look at that. I do think that the, that Kansas City has to throw in that game, mm-hmm. and I hate Albert Wilson. So I'm hoping Macklin's in because if Wilson's their number one, I can't see him doing much of anything. I think Kelsey will see an increase in targets in that game. Um but yeah, I mean, right now, you know, I I actually had a lot of Macklin last week. I liked him last week, so he he did me in. So we're not we're not boys at the moment. So <laughs> okay, yeah, you're right. He did not practice on Wednesday, so I wasn't actually aware that he left with with concussion symptoms. So there you go. Just pour some cold water on my long winded analysis for Jeremy Macklin. Make this big old case for him, and they're like, he's probably ain't playing, bro. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I know he, I know they said he hadn't passed the concussion protocol yet. So you got to wait till you know. Till the yeah. end of the week we, to see we, if that works yeah, we'll, itself out. Right, and we'll know something for you tomorrow for sure. So usually we'll right the time we record, we're starting to get like about half the practice reports, and so we'll know if Friday's going to basically be the cutoff for him, even if he doesn't practice today and he's on concussion protocol. He's going to have to get something limited in uh, in terms of work on Friday. And, but uh, I think it's I'm I'm with you 100. percent This uh, Travis Kelsey is going to be the guy to 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 sort of bank on if. Jeremy Macklin does not play. And then this might be actually be the week after everybody was sort of super disappointed in Charkandrick West to maybe take one more shot in a lineup or two and uh, see if it pays off because I think everybody's off the train after the first week in these. Yeah, and you know what? I mean, you look at that team, somebody's got to do something or they're not going to move the ball at all. You know, I mean, I I don't know who it's going to be, but you're running out of options. So whoever you think it might be, you're probably getting them really, really cheap. Yeah, I mean, he's just 9 for 33 and then two targets in the passing game for one for six yards. No one is on. I'm going to tell you right now, no one is on Charkhandrick West this week. And they actually raised his price, <laughs> believe it or not, on DraftKings. I don't know how that justifies a price increase, but he is 200 more for 4200 So still yeah. super affordable. I'll take a share, especially yeah. if Macklin's out. If Macklin's in, then I don't care anymore. And then it's then Macklin's going to be my Kansas City um, share of GPPs that I have. I'm not saying that you need to go crazy with it, but I'm saying consider it because the, it's a plus plus matchup in terms of defensive grade. Now let me let me ask you a question for 4200. Would All you right. rather have him or a guy who I've been kicking around in Stefan Diggs? Diggs for sure. Yes. Yeah, I mean Diggs to me, he's the number one wide receiver on the Vikings right now, and I don't even care that Wallace and you know Jarius Wright and Charles Johnson. I don't even care that they're all back. 
Yeah. I think Diggs is their best receiver, and I think they think Diggs is their best receiver. Yes. Um, he had 13 catches, 19 targets the last two weeks, averaging about 18 fantasy points per game in those two weeks since he's, uh, you know, really started getting in there. Detroit's given up the ninth most points to wide receivers, and, you know, like I said, he's basically their wide receiver one at 4,200 on DraftKings, 5,800 on FanDuel. He's dirt cheap for a wide receiver one. Well, here's the thing though with, with this play with Diggs. The problem that you have is that he has got, gotten so much love and he's been like, you know, the, the waiver wire pickup of the week and the fancy darling and all this, you know, Antonio Brown comparisons that have been floating around by his teammates and stuff that I, I have a hard time believing that his ownership percentage is not going to be over 10%. So you're, it's not like you're getting a sneaky play in there. You're getting a guy on the rise and you can still get a discount on him, but a lot of people are going to be on this play, uh, overall. Um, so that's something else to consider when you roll Stefan Diggs or not. But I'm not saying you shouldn't play him. I don't think he'll be like a 20% guy, but he's cheap enough to be double digits, but, you know, especially given the performance. And I'm with you as well. It doesn't really matter who's coming back into the lineup. Charles Johnson has basically blown his opportunity, and we've never seen enough out of Jarius Wright other than some spells of some random games that you can never predict for you to be uh, really, really interested in. Having said that there as well, I think that, uh, Adrian Peterson, after, you know, a lot of people giving him a lot of love for him being a high price top option. I think he's, his, you're gonna see his owner percentage dip, uh, a little bit here again this week too after he, after the dud he threw up last week. So, uh, that's something else to consider. Um, any, any other home run plays that we need to pull out of our back pocket here, Benny, before we, uh, move on to the end of the show? Well, I do have a home run play, but I also wanted to mention uh, Michael Crabtree before I got down there. Yeah. Um, he's in that same range as Stefan Diggs over on mm-hmm. Fandle at like 5,900, I think. And he's been getting a lot of targets. He has a good matchup here. So not really a home run play because it's not like he's you know super cheap, um, but he's definitely somebody I like. But the home run play that I'm going to go with this week is going to be Michael Floyd from the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Floyd is 3,200 over on DraftKings and 4,900 on FanDuel, if I'm not mistaken. Now, he had a touchdown last week. He had another one called back, and he actually could have and honestly probably should have had three overall. Uh, he saw about seven or eight targets, I think, had five catches for 50 yards. And we know how bad Baltimore is against uh, wide receivers. So, I mean, it's tough to know where it's going to go. John Brown had a big week last week. You know, Larry Fitzgerald's been having a big season all year. Uh, so, you know, Floyd is definitely going to go under the radar. But as a really cheap home run type kind of play on DraftKings, I think he's the guy who I like the most. Yeah, you know what? I like that play there well as well. It makes a lot of sense uh, for me personally. I think that uh, if you if you listen to the Tuesday PFF show that I did with Renee and Dan Gaspar from Fancy Insiders, that was the first guy that came out of his mouth. So he was like, Michael Floyd, Michael Floyd. Uh, it's fun. You know, people are, were well off of the... You know, uh, the Michael Floyd train and it was just all about fits all the time there. And he sort of asserted himself, um, to get a nice share of targets overall. And I think he's been the guy outside of Fitzgerald that people have been targeting more so, uh, or will target more so this week as opposed to John Brown. So, um, I'm going to tell you right now this, this, this play that I'm, that I'm, I'm not recommending. I'm saying throw this guy in your watch list. Um, is Miles Austin for Philly at minimum salary against Carolina. Okay. If you take a look at, um, I believe Riley Cooper went down 
with a fairly serious knee injury. I don't know if he ended up coming back in the game, but it looked like he was out for the season when he went down in a heap. Yeah. So I'm going to try to f- figure out exactly what's happening to Riley Cooper. Yeah, well, it was it was actually the same knee that he that he had injured that kept him out of practice the week before. Mm-hmm. He re- he kind of re-injured it during the game, so that could be an issue. Yeah, yeah. So um, they're talking about you know Josh Huff potentially being having a bigger role there. I really hope that they give. Miles um, Austin a better shot because whenever he's played and he's got such limited snap, snaps and stuff, he's a big red zone target. He catches everything. He's not a ball dropper. He's a nice little red zone target. So he's going to be my like nobody's talking about this guy. Nobody wants him. The targets, the numbers, none of this stuff really looks great for him. And it's Carolina. Um, but he might just slide into a situation that he becomes super, super sneaky. So I don't, I'm not telling you I'm, ha- I'm going to have a share of him because I'm not. But I think I'm just saying I'm interested because the injury situation combined with, you know, Josh Huff just being a raw rookie and now with Nelson Aguilar battling a knee injury along with Riley Cooper could create some opportunity for Miles Austin. So something to consider uh, as we move along. And uh, that is going to wrap it up for the RotoWire DFS podcast for today. Thanks for listening. Don't forget we're available on iTunes and Stitcher for your download convenience. So be sure to give us a rating, a review. Don't forget to subscribe. And you can always check out Benny on Twitter at BennyR11. And send all your comments, complaints, and questions to me on Twitter at JoshHayesFS. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you tomorrow on our Ownership Percentage Show. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.